Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the morning routine. It's Friday morning, August 31st, 2018, the last, yeah, the last day of August, episode number 420. And yes, as a reminder, sadly, with mixed emotions, and I really mean this, with mixed emotions, I keep going over and over and over and over in my brain, the last time that we will be together today on the morning routine uh, as far as I know, we are hitting the button to stop. Today is the last episode, unless it gets resurrected in the future, but there is no promises of that. So today is our last time together, and uh, I will not miss fighting the Facebook app, trying to go live with you each and every day. That thing is terrible, but uh, I will miss each and every one of you and our time together and the comments and the encouragement that everybody is sharing with each other and even with me and I will miss that grandly but today is Friday the Friday before a three-day weekend so let's focus on being excited about three days of great stuff ahead instead of the ending of a chapter because new beginnings are ahead we just don't know what they are yet, so it's quite exciting. So I hope your week has been going very, very well today. It's going to be hard to stay focused today on this Friday when you're thinking about, oh, sugar plums and three days of vacation right in front of you. But guess what? We need to stay focused. We need to get our work done. We need to be the uh, the picture, the epitome of focused working people today somehow, if at all possible. Yes. It'll be a stretch, I know. So, but anyway, so I've got some stories lined up for you guys today. As always, they'll be able to be found at themorningroutine.live. That website will stay up. All those articles will be there, fully searchable. You can check them all out. And uh, let's just jump right into some stories, man. Let's get this thing. Let's get this ball rolling here. The first story I've got for you is out of Fast Company, one of my favorites, and uh, it uh, it's entitled "The Blue Light from Screens Can Steadily Blind Us." Now, we've talked about this blue light before where, good morning, Wilsons, we've talked about this before, um, that uh, it, it affects our sleep patterns and we can uh, be unrest, restless from the blue light that emits from all of our screens that we use that we look at. But this one is DEFCOM 4. Listen to this. Listen to this. Now, a new study published in a peer-reviewed journal, Scientific Reports, reports that our blue-tinted screens are worse for us than we even thought. They're steadily making us blind. This is a serious deal. A research team of optical chemists from the University of Toledo found that blue light causes vital molecules in our eyes to become toxic, killing off photoreceptor cells in the retina that the body does not regenerate. In other words, with enough exposure, we'll all be blinded by the light. Thank you, meatloaf. There you go. Photoreceptor cells do not regenerate in the eye. When they're gone, they're gone. We are being exposed to blue light continuously, and the eye's cornea and lens cannot block or reflect it. They suggest trying out UV and blue light filtering eyewear and reducing screen wear. Those things have been around forever. I have thought about it many times of getting a pair for myself, and I have never done it just out of simply laziness. And I think now I need to go on and get it because, honestly, like if you know it's affecting you, why wouldn't I do it? short of laziness, right? So I got to get on that. But the uh, tech industry's fixation on blue light is largely aesthetic. And it's now up to designers, engineers, and companies to reverse that trend for the well-being of the public health. So uh, 
some good information. If you spend a lot of time in front of computers, get a pair of those lenses. I know a lot of people that I that I know who are coders and stuff like that, they have them and uh, they don't wear them all the time, but they do wear them quite a lot and they say they work. They reduce eye strain, they, they say. So uh, check into them. But the next article I have for you is out of Barna. If you recognize that name, we used to share a lot of their stuff. Um, Barna is a research team. And uh, today, the article out of there, out of Barna, is why people are reluctant to discuss their faith. Interesting article. You're going to want to go read this one in its entirety. It's got a lot of juice in it there, but you know we can only share a little bit. Listen to this, though. Social media and mobile devices have fundamentally changed the way we communicate, particularly about faith, right? Good morning, Mr. Lent. Good to see you, man. Closing out a chapter, my friend. Over four, After 420 episodes, I'm closing down the morning routine and uh, going to be looking for the next project to see what uh, might be out there and uh, what greater impact that we can make. I'll keep you posted what it is, man. If you have any ideas, I'm all in. So let me know, Bob. Um, anyways, substantive spiritual conversations have become harder not only because of 280 character limits, but also because of shifts in the way public perceives or subscribes to religion in the first place, right? People who don't talk very often about faith offer different reasons, but most of these fall into two big categories, okay? We're talking about our faith and why we don't talk about it. The categories, the two big are avoidance and ambivalence. Those are the two categories of why we don't talk about our faith. The two avoidant responses among the top four given for not engaging conversations are religious conversations always seem to create tensions or arguments or I'm put off by how religion has been politicized. Those are two, I get it, two valid responses. I mean, I think all of us can relate to those comments, right? The other two that are from ambivalence are I'm not religious and don't care about these topics and I don't feel like I know enough to talk about religious or spiritual topics. So... That's, that's it, man. You know, uh, so they have a list of them. Number one was the religious conversations always seem to create tensions or arguments at 28%. I want to just talk about that one for a moment. There's a great uh, uh, video that's out there. Actually, I saw it again this past week, I think. It's been out for a while. Penn from Penn and Teller and Magicians, where he talks about, he's an atheist, but where he talks about a man comes up to him and hands him a Bible that he wrote and gives it to him and talks to him about his faith. And Penn respects this man because he's like, listen, if you truly believe that there's a God and you truly believe that there's a salvation and you truly believe that there's a heaven and you truly believe there's grace and forgiveness, why wouldn't you tell me about it unless you hate me? That was Penn's feeling. And he was thankful that this guy talked to him. But for most of us, 28%, which is the highest ranking one, Religious conversations always seem to create tension or arguments. Maybe it's the way that they're brought up and, and pushed. There's a difference of pushing something and loving somebody and sharing something with them. So just thought this is a great article. You might want to check it out, morningroutine.live. Um, and it goes into boomers and millennials and what they're most likely to do based on the research. So the last story that I have for you, it's a whatever story, but you know, I have to bring it up because we talked about Dunkin' Donuts earlier this week, I think it was, about their cups. So this is out of PRI.org. And uh, and uh, Mr. Lent, thank you for the encouragement, sir. 
I thank you very much. So I'm very nervous about stopping something that we've been doing for so long. It's easier to keep going doing what we've been doing than stopping and moving on to something that might be bigger without knowing what it is. It's very unsettling. So thank you for the encouragement. I, I appreciate you. Um, story number three, PRI.org. Starbucks tries to save six billion cups a year from the trash with the help from McDonald's. Yes, we covered in their day where Dunkin' Donuts has been struggling on getting a new cup that's more friendly for the earth with their styrofoam cup. Well, guess what? They're not the only ones. A recent report said there are 600 billion cups that are produced and sold globally on an annual basis. 600 billion. Starbucks alone contributes 1% of those disposable cups. That's 6 billion cups Starbucks uses. To help reduce those numbers, Starbucks and McDonald's are launching a three-year project to build a better cup, one that's both fully recyclable and compostable. The race is on, guys, between Dunkin' and Starbucks and McDonald's and all these big-name companies on getting a cup that's more healthier for our planet. Yes, the paper ones you get, they look like paper, but they have to actually have a thin layer of plastic. We talked about this the other day, which means that they can't be composted or recycled because of the plastic inside of the cup. Really? The goal of the plan recently rolled out by Starbucks and McDonald's is to build a paper cup with plant-based biodegradable liner, a cup that would be more easily compostable or recyclable. Starbucks is calling it a moonshot for sustainability. Talk about dramatic. And the coffee giant and McDonald's are also dangling a $1 million prize to anyone who can figure it out. So if you got a little spare time on your hands, Try to design a cup. A million dollars is on the line. Nice. Starbucks has already tried out 13 prototypes this past year and as of yet still does not have a solution. And that's the end of our stories today, guys. Let's move on to some Google Trends. The last time we will share our top 10 Google Trends together. Number one, Dallas Cowboys football season. Number two, Shameless, the show. Number three, search between three oversized seats. That's out of Fortnite. Number four, Champions League draw. That's soccer. Number five, college football is trending. Number six, the Steelers. Number seven, Eminem. Yes, has dropped a new album. Number eight, Seahawks, as in football. Number nine, Purdue football. Man, this is like sports season here. Number 10, the Patriots are trending with their contract that they just did with uh, Rob Gronkowski. So that's what's trending on Google Trends. This is that time of year that if you're not into sports, don't even check them because that's what it's all about. So let's move forward, guys, to a passage of wisdom and slow things down just a hair. Our last, uh, I got to be honest, this is the part that I'm going to miss the most with everybody is sharing our morning passages together to start our day off and that routine. And I encourage you guys that just because the morning routine is ending doesn't mean that your routine should stop. I beg you, please, get a passage of wisdom. You can go to Parker Hill uh, Church uh, online and they have a daily one that will send it right to your email. I'm sure lots of churches have that. You can go to um, Uversion and they have plans on there. Just have something that comes to your email every day or your text that you read and think about it even for a moment as you go through your day. Try to stretch it through the day, but I'm telling you, 
It changes everything when you've got something to focus on that's grander and wiser than we are. Today's passage of wisdom, I think, is powerful. I talk a lot about that we've all been meant for something. Plenty of scripture. I share it all the time. Yesterday, how God has plans for us to prosper, plans for us to be to, to be uh, uh, useful and productive and have hope in a future. He's got all these plans for us. And a lot of times we find ourselves praying or asking God for direction. Where should we go? What should we do? And we get answers. Sometimes they're vague. Sometimes we get answers. And then we need courage to follow, to be the person. If you go to the uh, uh, to ment.life, www.ment.life, you'd see there that part of the step of discovering is once you discover what you were meant for, now what do you do then? This passage this morning covers that. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who should I send? Who will go for us? I said, Here am I. Send me. Guys, that's who we want to be. That's who you and I want to be. Not only do we want to discover our purpose and what we were meant for and what everything is and all the great works that God has planned for us and the, the life and the hope and the future that he has created each and every one of us with, but now it's up to you and I to step forward and say, here am I, send me. Not send somebody else, send me. I encourage you to be that person. To say, send me when there's an opportunity to make change and affect people in such a powerful way. Let's pray, guys. Let's start this day. Father, good morning. Father, we thank you for this Friday. Father, I want to thank you for the strength and the endurance and the, and the community that you've built around the, the morning routine over the last 420 episodes. I'm so thankful for the community that you've built and the encouragement that we have shared with each other. Father, I don't know what you have planned for me next. I have no idea. I am, I'm trying to find and, and listening. And when it's clear, Father, I want to be the person who says, send me. Father, I pray for everybody today in our, in our community. Let us all be that person today when we walk out our doors. We think, we think we're just going out to a Friday today. We think we're just going to go out to work or, or uh, another day of vacation or whatever it is today. But Father, you have great things planned for us. Today could be a game-changing day if we focus on where it is you want us to go what it is that you want us to do, and then having the courage to say, send me. Make this Friday, August 31st, 2018, a day that changes our life and our perspective forever. Father, we love you for the grace, the love that you give us each and every day, unfailing, unwavering. We love you. Amen. And that 
Thanks, Carrie. And that is a wrap. I love you guys. Have a great day. Don't forget to be who you were meant to be. Bye-bye.